Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as season seven kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA. And then slice into Butler's childhood years, the 90s, with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very, very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. to crack in one open pre-thanksgiving edition <laughs> gobble 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 <laughs> today that was my best turkey. to celebrate thanksgiving we are drinking raccoon juice uh, it sounds really gross when you call it that <laughs> <laughs> this week we are cracking open own the night <laughs> and this is a hazy ipa from radiant pig craft beers Radiant Pig was born in Manhattan. Wait, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. <laughs> All right, continue. All right. <laughs> Radiant Pig was born in Manhattan, New York. We gobbled. That was what, I, when I said gobble, I was saying I'm Mike in turkey language. I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> in 2012, after <laughs> years of perfecting recipes, countless hours of research, a.k.a. drinking beer, and a ton of trips to Brooklyn fetching ingredients. In February of 2013, their first commercial batch of beer became established as Junior IPA, which Radiant Pig considers to be their flagship brew. Fast forward to 2020, back in June of this year, and Radiant Pig announced that they were officially acquired by Newport Craft Brewing and Distilling Company, which was based out of, you guessed it, Rhode Island. Yeah, Newport, Rhode Island. (laughs) Um, An article that I read, uh, well, kind of, I could only read an excerpt of it because it was part of a subscription-only magazine uh, called Newport A, quote, brew stillery, uh, which basically means that they are capable of brewing both beer and distilling spirits at the same location. Scandalous. <laughs> and from what I could tell in my research, brewstilleries most often produced bourbon or whiskey, but that doesn't necessarily exclude other spirits like gin or vodka. It just kind of so happens that both beer and whiskey use similar equipment and start production in a similar way, uh, being a, quote, sweet soup of grains. That <laughs> that's very appetizing, right? Mm. Uh, that have had their starch converted to sugar. And whereas beer goes from there to cooking and often has hops added before fermentation, whiskey goes straight to fermentation and then distillation and barrel aging. And that's from an article I found in Chilled Magazine. Mm. 
According to another press release that I found, Newport Craft's stable of products now includes 26 authentic beers and over 10 craft spirit and cocktail labels. And it sounds like Rob Peel, uh, the master brewer at Radiant Pig, actually sought out this partnership with Newport Craft as a means to meet the ever-growing demand for Radiant Pig's beer and was satisfied with Newport's vision and commitment to quality and authenticity within the craft beer industry. Apparently, part of the plan was that Rob would also join the Newport Craft team, which has over 100 years of combined manufacturing, brewing, and distilling experience as the company's brewmaster and brand ambassador. Mm. So, yeah, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. So back to the beer. Like I mentioned at the top, Own the Night is a hazy IPA clocking in at 6.7 ABV, and Radiant Pig describes it like this. Quote, Own the Night is juicy, hazy, and delicious. It boasts huge aromas of, tra- of tropical fruit and mango from double dry hop additions of Mosaic, Citra, and Eldorado. Background notes of Simcoe and Falconer's Flight provide just the right amount of bitterness. This one's for all the night owls. For malts, it uses two-row oats, carapils, and wheat, and it also uses English yeast. All right, let's do this. Mosaic Hops. Released in 2012, Mosaic Hops feature complex but clean flavor characteristics and are known for their triple-use profile, encompassing bittering, flavoring, and aroma. They have high alpha acids and low cohumulone, (laughs) (laughs) making them pleasantly hoppy with flavors of mango, tropical fruit, blueberry, pine, grass, citrus, and herbs. Mosaic is citra on steroids. What? This is the first time I'm hearing about this. (laughs) Next up is citra. (laughs) released to the world in 2008 and it is now considered one of the most coveted high impact aroma hops in the u.s despite its slow start when the rights to this hop were passed over by three major breweries it has a strong citrusy profile due to its high mercine content and its flavor profile includes grapefruit lime and tropical fruits but it's often often considered too harsh to be used for bittering purposes El Dorado hops were uh, released in 2010, featuring a uniquely fruity flavor profile. That was a tongue twister, uh, including tropical fruit, pineapple and mango, in addition to having desirable bittering and aromatic properties. Aromas include pear, watermelon, stone fruit and candy. Combine this with the fact that it has high alpha acids, good storage stability, and high yields, and Eldorado is really an outstanding commercial variety of hops. Um, And besides that, its name was inspired by the fabled city paved with gold because the hops have a golden dust of Lapulin. (laughs) So those three uh, hops... Uh, in particular, were double dry hopped for this brew. That means that the hops were added post-fermentation on two different days. Uh, For example, a week before kegging, and then maybe again four days before kegging. It adds a depth of complexity, uh, like an extra layer of hop flavor and aroma. (laughs) Simcoe hops, also known as Cascade on steroids, (laughs) were released in 2000 and have since become wildly popular with U.S. brewers. It makes a very nice foundational hop due to its high alpha acids and low cohumulone. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it also has a nice aroma that is fruity, earthy, and herbal. It's an extremely versatile hop, uh, often being used in IPAs, double IPAs, India Black Ales, India Red Ales, Barley Wines, American Amber Ales, American Porters, American Stouts, Wild Ales, and Lagers. I haven't had enough India Red Ales, I feel. Yeah, same. I, I do have I a feel lot of like, red ale. I have a yeah. few red ales, which I really like red I ales. I love red ales. I don't think there are enough of those out there. No. But I think maybe we've had one India red ale. I think so. Was it, um, what was that super, the girls with all the, the short kilts? Uh, oh, tilted kilt. Tilted kilt. That was just a that red was, ale. That, that was just a red ale. India, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I had to save the newest one for last, which is Falconer's Flight. This is a proprietary blend of Pacific Northwest hops, including the Seven Seas, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, Citra, Cluster, Columbus, and Crystal, in addition to some experimental varieties. It was developed by Hop Union and named in honor of the late Oregon brewing legend, Glenn Hay Falconer. Falconer's flight was launched in 2010, and it's considered a dual-purpose blend that has a distinct tropical, floral, lemon, and grapefruit attributes. It's typically used in late-boil editions and was designed to impart aroma and flavor to IPAs and American Pale Ales. So I'm confused. I've got a question, Professor. Yes. This is a hop, or this is some kind of bundle of hop? It's that a blend. Buy? It's a flight of hops. So it kind of comes like like a coffee blend. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> this is the first blend we've done on the show then. Uh, that I'm aware of. Yes. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Continue. No, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's it. Let, let's crack this baby open. Yes. <laughs> that's my favorite part of class is the lab. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to crack them open. <laughs> Ooh, out of sync crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that smell. Mm. Can't you smell that smell? Ooh. I am excited for this because I know apparently you don't remember, but we have had uh, another beer from Radiant Pig called Save the Robots. Although it was a couple of years ago. Oh, I do um, remember that we had a beer called Save the Robots. Yeah, that was the one that was recommended to me by one of the guys at the the liquor store that was unfortunately shut down due to the bigger beer store opening right across the street. Yeah. To be fair to that bigger beer store, though, it is where we get most of our beer for the show. Yeah, because <laughs> we have to. The other one had a better, more interesting beer selection. True. <sighs> Support your local beers. But we haven't, so we haven't had Own the Night, though. No, we have not. No, because you said we've had this before, but we never had Own the Night before. We had a beer from the same brewery before. Yeah, I never said we had this one. Bish, you want me to go back and and rewind time? You think that you wouldn't (laughs) have made the joke about raccoon juice if we had had it before? Well, we could have had it at a restaurant, and then I would have never known about the raccoon. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Anyway. I'll get into the raccoon later. For now. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God, the wire. Cheers. I have more foam than you do. <laughs> I have more than you do. You can really smell them hops. Holy moly. Yeah, you can. That's a pretty dank smell. That's I like, like that. That's like one of the first, like mm. one of the most flavorful smells that came out of Crack Up in the can we've had in a while. Yeah. Big on that mango 
kind of kind of Stone smell, but it's fruit. tempered, I think, by like a citrusy, like a like a lime. Yeah, those lime, lime kind is of one of smells the... kind of come through. Yep. Here we go. Mm. Very pleasant carbonation. Ooh. That's good. It's very smooth. bitter, like right on the right when you first sip it, and then it just kind of mellows out and goes away. Yeah, that is nowhere near as bitter or as pungent as I thought it was going to be with the smell. I, and I thought it, it was going to be like a juice bomb that really explodes yeah, in a bad no. way. And now I just kind of have like a, a slightly fruity aftertaste. Yeah, this is a really pleasant. This is really good. Boy. And it doesn't kill you with that mango. No. Although it has that huge smell, which is a little off-putting because uh, you think you're going to get like ugh, too much. Mm-hmm. Like usual in a in a in a hazy boy, but it goes yeah like you said it goes away so fast it's just fruity, citrusy, and that bitter like you said the bitterness doesn't last too long but it is really bitter on that front end. I would almost maybe want that bitter to stay around a little longer because I'm crazy and I'm me and I really like bitter. <laughs> I feel like this is I don't know if this is a year round beer but I feel like this is maybe the I wrong time think to it have is. it. It it does feel a little bit more summery, and I think you're right that it is more of a year-round beer. I actually didn't see too many. When I went on their website, I was looking at the rest of their brews besides this and Save the Robots, and they do have a few, but it doesn't look like they have a ton of seasonal stuff. Okay. Well, that's good. That means the, your favorites don't disappear. Yeah. And if they're selling well enough that they have a hard time keeping up with the demand of just their year-round beers, then that's understandable too. Yeah. Well, we know the troubles that, you know, local breweries like New England Brewing Company had mm-hmm. where they were delivering to multiple states. And they had to pull back just to be able to meet the demand in, the demand in just Connecticut. In Connecticut itself was, yeah, too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's a frustrating problem because I'm sure every brewery wants to be that brewery that expands into yeah. so many states. Did we hear anything about them expanding or am I making something up in my brain? I know they redid a little bit of their own brewery, but I don't know about New England expanding yet Okay, uh, themselves, but I could be wrong. It's been a minute since we've been there. It has been. But this isn't about New England Brewing Company. This is about (laughs) Radiant Pig. (laughs) Uh, I would love to know what inspired the name Radiant Pig. Yeah. If only the professor did more research. <laughs> Radiant Pig, if you're listening to this episode, let us know why you chose Radiant Pig. <laughs> and if you want to do an interview episode, come on, come on down. <laughs> um, or we'll come to you. It's only New York. That is true. New York and Is time New York COVID, on the list? Though. Everything's on the list. No, New York and Connecticut are attached. Yeah, okay. New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, whatever happens. We got happens, a team or whatever, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The I mentioned it's the summertime because I can. it's so easy drinking for a hazy boy. Yeah, very light. I'm really enjoying the fruitiness of it, that that it's not super mango. It's not super apricot. It's just a nice blend of, I feel like there's almost berry. That might be too. from the Falconer's Flight. Yeah. Because you said it had a lot of that lime. Mm-hmm. Or you said lime, right? Not lemon? Yeah. Yes, lime. And I think that really comes through to really take out some of that the harshness that you know mango and apricot has not that i hate it but it's just so overused and i mentioned that every episode we do this yeah but when you add a little bit of that lime it really rounds out the flavor Mm -hmm. not that sometimes i'm like sometimes i go in the fridge and i'm looking for a beer that we have and i want that mango apricot that does happen quite often (laughs) 
uh, you know, I, we try to avoid it so often lately that sometimes I'm just like, God damn it. Why can't we just have a normal IPA? <laughs> um, I wonder too, if maybe, um, double dry hopping the mosaic brought out more of the like blueberry slash berry medley that they talk about. Yeah. I'm not getting as much of the berry as you get. And I'm usually the first one to notice berry. Yeah. Well, I just, I get a, I get a sweetness that's not stone fruit. See, I figured that's the citrus from the the lime, but I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I'd almost wonder if like, what if you did a hazy like this, but you added actual lime or you added actual berry juice, just a small amount. Hmm. How that would affect the beer without having the hops replicate that flavor. Yeah. Get those mango apricot flavors in there and then have the actual berries or have the limes and see how that would temper or change the flavors or marry the flavors of the apricot to the berry. Without making it a sour. Without making it a sour, without making it a, obviously a fruited like Pilsner or ale. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't love those like purple haze and stuff like that, but put that in a, in a hazy IPA and put actual fruit in there. Yeah. So I don't think we've had that yet, nor have we seen that yet. I would agree. That I've noticed. I'm sure breweries do that. If you're a brewery that does that or know of one, <laughs> hit us up, let us know. This is a very smooth beer. It yeah. is very hazy. It is. I can see quite a bit of sediment in my glass now that I'm getting a little bit lower. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I have as much sediment as you. I have a few flakes. They're tiny. They're not as much as uh, Stargazer. Stargazer is like now my, <laughs> the my max bar- barometer for... For sediment. Yeah. <laughs> so what's interesting is like I put my hand against a clear glass and I barely see the shadow even going on it because the beer yeah. itself is so hazy. That's that's a hazy beer. It does sit. It's not like it sits light, even though it has got a lot of light taste. Mm-hmm. It is a little heavy. Not the heaviest uh, hazy. No. But it is, you know, we've done a couple of hazies now where I've gone, it's not heavy at all. This mm-hmm. one is going to give you a little bit of that like... You're not going to be able to pound this. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> Multiple this. ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've done quite well considering though. Mm, me too. Yep. But it is really tasty. It's yummy. Low aftertaste. Low bitterness other than that initial bite. You can have this alone or with food. Yeah. I, I think with most food. Most food. Mm, I maybe can... not. a. I, don't, I feel like this wouldn't go well with like pizza necessarily. This would go well with pub food. Yeah. Burgers, fries, yeah. uh, like chicken sandwiches. All wings. that normal wing. Uh, yeah, wings. wings. Yep. Yeah, normal pub fare, I would say. Yeah. Definitely not like, you're not going to an, a nicer restaurant or having salmon or seafood with this, I don't think. No. It would overtake that. Uh, I don't think you're having this with dessert. Mm-mm. But yeah, with pub food, fried foods, or grilled foods for the most part. Yeah, you could have this. Very nice. Yeah, it's nice. This is nice. Smooth beer. So I guess I'll talk about the can. I was going to (laughs) say. So it comes in a tall boy. Uh, It's got one of the kind of just slapped on labels. You can kind of tell the glue is, you can kind of tell where it's been glued. (laughs) Which I kind of like, it's like an elementary school project where you get like the Elmer's glue bubbling up. (sighs) Excuse me. (laughs) That was gross. So this was brewed on October 7th, 2020. Because they got the stamp right above. I like when they stamp it right above there. Yeah. It's easy to see. Born on. Uh, it's a mostly white can with accents of white, black, and green. Very like. Can you tell why I was attracted to it? Green. Oh, yeah. You love green. And this is green as green, as green gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the band above the white 
can label has Radiant Pig Craft Beers Own the Night in white and black font. The can itself is slightly unassuming the label. There's a couple of squares to let you know that the white on here is actually a white brick wall. And Own the Night is done in like street art kind of way, like stenciled hop in between Own and The for Own the Night. And then green spray paint surrounding that because the raccoon that I was talking about before has sprayed <laughs> the Own the Night logo on the graffiti. And he's looking at us like, what, me? Who? No. Me? <laughs> and he's holding the uh, can of spray paint. And uh, in between his head, it says Hazy IPA. On the left of the can, you get the government warning and stuff. And on the right of the can, you got the Radiant Pig logo. And it is a black silhouette of a pig with established 2012 on his top of the back. And then Radiant Pig written in this kind of Tim Burton-esque Sleepy Hollow type font where the inside of the P and oh, pig yeah, is totally Tim green. And then underneath you've got a roll that says craft beers. Own the night, India Pale Ale, double dry hopped new school IPA with Mosaic, Citra, Simcoe, Denali, and El Dorado. Okay. Uh, so to be fair, it's a different description on the website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just noticing that and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out what Denali hops are another time. See? Different on the website. Interesting. <laughs> then it has three lines. Three hops for hoppy, three drops for juicy, and three lines for hazy. I don't know if that's a rating system or just them letting you know and filling up blank space. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's just an illustration of what to expect in the beer, not necessarily a rating of how hoppy or juicy it is. Mm. Because it's all threes. Yeah. Down the line. Equal part hoppy, juicy, hazy. Then you've got alcohol by volume 6.7, which I don't know if you mentioned at the top of the show, but... I did. Well, in the middle. It's pretty light for this beer, I would think. It, I think maybe that's why it's so smooth. They certainly could have yeah. made it heavier, yeah. But I think it would have ruined the fact that it's so smooth and... Yeah, for sure. It would have been far more, I feel, mango and in apric- ap- apricot-y. It wouldn't have <laughs> blended as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on the bottom, it has a recycle label and it goes, yo, recycle this can, <laughs> which I kind of like. <laughs> Me too. Very New York. So, yeah, that's it. Actually, you know what? This doesn't say where it was. Oh, yeah. brewed by New Craft Brewing Company in Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. All right. So it does. So this was brewed at the Newport facility, not at the Radiant Pig facility. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of split it up between the two facilities or if they brew exclusively in Rhode Island now. IDK, bro. Mm. Didn't say anywhere. Word. I also like the hop in between own and the night. Yeah. It's very simple. I like the white, the effectiveness of like the black and white mm-hmm. and the gray and then the green that really pops out at you. Wow. Just that little bit of color makes it more attractive than maybe a mosaic of colors. Yeah. Because you're wondering, well, what's the green stuff then? <laughs> and then you pay more attention to the can. I, I love, also like the I raccoon. love his little smirk. He's such a snarky little raccoon. Yeah. I also really like raccoons, so. <laughs> <laughs> Trash pandas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You think for the, profe- the uh, mm-hmm. promo art for this, I can find a raccoon on the street and get him to hold a can? <laughs> I mean, you might need a rabies shot afterward, but sure, go nice. for it. It's at night. It shouldn't have rabies at night, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> go out there with a bowl of dry cat food. There you go. They seem to like that. <laughs> now do Fruit Loops. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's all I really have to add. Yeah. It's a good, nice, smooth. really good. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Easy IPA, yeah. Not too mangoey, not too apricotty. Mm-hmm. 
It would be a good, if someone hasn't had a hazy IPA yet, like if they're going and finally maybe warming up to IPAs. Yeah. This would be a good introduction. To hazy IPAs, to hazy. yes. It's not a good introduction. It is not a good idea to get someone to go from, I don't really like IPAs, to suddenly just giving them a hazy IPA. No. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is pretty good. That's all I got, yeah. man. I'm going to keep sipping. Okay, but our listeners don't want to listen <laughs> to you keep sipping. <laughs> We can't do an ASMR episode. <laughs> well, I don't think they want to listen to me do it. Maybe if you do it, maybe. No, that's okay. That's cre- You just made it creepy. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. <laughs> okay, listeners, that was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> uh, do you like that sip? Do you want to drink more with me? No. Okay, here we go. <laughs> if you want to hear more of me sipping beer, you can go my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackinoneopen. Or just shoot us an email at crackinoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. What else can we hear from you? Well, you can hear a lot from me. I've got two <laughs> other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, give you fun facts about its production, but we always also recommend you revisit it because you never know when you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, wherever podcasts can be found, on the social medias at Forgotten Cinema Pod or Forgotten Cinema, and on the Forgotten Entertainment Network, because we're part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Yes, we are. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave every week while we talk about the latest in video game news and reviews from PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC, VR. We have it all. We play it all. And join us every other week for a post game presented by Two Player Bros where we do a deep dive into the best new releases or modern classics. Talk about maybe how they were made, our thoughts on the gameplay and story. Two Player Bros is available wherever you get your podcasts at twoplayerbros.com or forgottenentertainment.com because it's also part of the forgotten entertainment family and then if you really want to help me out if you really want to support me if you love me go to audible and buy my audiobooks please i don't get paid unless people buy these books i've got sour which is a horror book that takes place in the appalachian mountains i do a southern accent that's pretty cool a collection of short stories called coffee at midnight i've got progressive entrapment coming out i've got a british art gangster book called uh Switch Art Fraud and Gangsters out where I do a bunch of British accents. That's pretty fun. Go check that out. If you like 80s horror slashers, I've got The Final Girl that's out. And uh, I'm working on another book right now. These books are not written by me, but I do the audio for them. I do voices. I perform them. If you are too busy to read a book, come take a drive. Uh, your commute. Come listen to me read a book for you. Mm-hmm. Help help me uh, get out of my day job, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> and that's all I got. Well, also a special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. And happy gobble, 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 gobble. Yours was better. Damn it. 
I had to show you up. <laughs> <laughs> 